Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this podcast, we review Japur. Hi, my name's Peter. And I'm Chandel. And in this podcast, we review board games. And today we're going to review Japur. This is a game for two players. It plays ages 12 and up. And it lasts about 30 minutes. Basic gameplay. All right, so Pete's just gone to have a coughing fit. So I'm going to take this one myself today and try and struggle through explaining this game to you. It's basically a card game. You start with a hand of five cards each. And there's a marketplace in the middle with a few face-up cards. Now, any camels in your hand instantly go on the table in front of you in your little camel stack. That doesn't count towards your hand limit. Everything else in your hand is goods. So they could be gold or rubies or silk or hide or whatever. On your turn, you can only take one of two actions. You can either take cards or sell cards. So when it comes to taking cards, you can either take one good from the marketplace in the middle and then you replace it with a card from the face-down deck. Um, You can never draw directly from the face-down deck. That's always to replace cards in the middle. You can take several goods from the marketplace and they don't have to be the same type, but when you take several, you have to replace them all with goods from your hand or from your camel's pile. Or you can take all the camels that are present in the marketplace. So if there was three camels, you could take all three camels at once. The thing with that though is then all those three get replaced with cards from the face down deck. Then the other thing you can choose to do is sell cards. So you can sell as many cards as you like of one type of good from your hand. So first of all, you pick which type of good it is and you place the cards that you're selling in a face up discard pile. Then you take the same number of tokens of that type of good. So for each different good, there is a stack of tokens and the top tokens are higher numbers, so more victory points, moving down to the bottom tokens being lower numbers. And if you sell at least three cards, you also get to take a random point bonus for the number of cards you sold. So three cards, you take one of the three-point bonuses, four four-point bonuses, five or more five-point bonuses. And obviously the five-point bonuses are generally worth more, but they're random. You don't know what you're going to get for those bonuses. Now, there are three goods that are particularly expensive, and which are gold, silver, and rubies. And when you're selling them, you have to sell three cards. You cannot sell less. But with other goods, you can choose to sell just one if you wanted to, just to get that high point token off the top. And that's pretty much it. You keep going until there is, I think, three of the um, token piles have been depleted or the entire draw deck has been depleted. And at that point, you look at how many points you have on all your tokens, plus whoever has the most camels gets a camel bonus token. And whoever has the most points wins the round and gets a little token to indicate that they have won that round. And there is three rounds and whoever wins the most of those three is the winner. Review. So let's get straight into it. Presentation. Now I gave this a four. I gave it a four as well. Excellent. Uh, off to a good start. We're both in agreement with this one. Now I have to say I love the box size. 
Yes. The box hat is the perfect size. There's no air, unnecessary air, I suppose. It's got this pink insert, which is just funky and different. Um, it's like no expense spared, I suppose. The card quality is great um, in both the, the tokens and in the cards themselves. Yep. And I'm overall just, just impressed with it. Yep, the small box size makes it really good for travel, so I quite like that. Yep. The artwork on it is it's yeah, simple. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is the hide, I think it is, the, the cards with hide on them, which was quite difficult to work out what it was, but that's probably because I've never been shopping for hides before. <laughs> so, but, you know, the rest of it, it's nice. It's just, it's not great, it's not bad, it's just... It's just nice and simple. It's what you need for the game. Generally, I try and pick holes in somehow in in the in the box or, or in the presentation, and, and I really can't. It's quite a simply made, well made, not just simply made, but well made yep. um, game. And there's the hidden panda, of course, which I have to mention. So on one of the cards, there is a panda. Moving on. Yes, moving on. Okay, rookie rating. I give this a five. I gave it a four. I've said, you know, it looks simple. There's no difficult text to follow, like on the cards and everything. They're just pictures. The small, the rule book is small. You know, it's not pages and pages of reading rules, which means and even we read the rule book, so we know we're playing this game right. Not only that, the rule book is full of pictures and diagrams, and it just it's explains things follow. very clearly. Exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. A rookie could easily understand this, flick through the pages within about 10 minutes and get a basic grasp and then use it as a reference while playing the first time. Yeah, yeah. I still use it as a reference, I think, just to remind myself of different things. But it's, it's easy enough that you can do that. Yeah. Now, I know this is not theme. This is not the area where we talk about theme, but it's an area where we're where we kind of look at what appeals to a rookie. Is it too geeky or is it not too geeky? I don't think it is. It's not geeky, but I don't think it draws someone in who doesn't normally play games either. Yeah, Yeah, that's why I knocked it down one. But on the whole, it could easily be played by a rookie. It's a matter of drawing them into the game itself. They're not going to be put off looking at it anyway. No, no, absolutely not. not. It's not too daunting to look at. Exactly. So player interaction. I gave this a four. And I gave it a four as well. It's surprisingly high. Yeah, and I was going down to the uh, – all, all the categories are going four, four, four. You know, this is this is a great game, mm. really well balanced in its the way that it's presented and in, in, in quite a number of different facets. It's, it's really quite good and it does draw you in. Now, but – as for player interaction, you're constantly looking at what the other player is doing. This yep. is specifically a two-player game, which is great for the because it's designed to have that balance. It's not trying to cater for a three or four-player game. So you're looking and at how the other person is doing, um, how many cards they have in their hands, how many camels have got in front of them. Yes. And it's a great camel mechanic because generally when the player play of a, a single game, you have this tide swap of camels that go from one person to the other. Yes. At one point you really want the camels. Another point you're like, I have to ditch the camels now, but I want them back at the end of the game because they've got the camel bonus. So and that, there's also great. the thing with the camels is do I put out, 
left do I take the camels you know there's a bunch of camels across the middle but if I take those camels now that's gonna you say there's three camels out that's going to turn over three new cards for you on your turn. And that exactly. could be some gold, like literal gold, you know, <laughs> that gets turned ribbies, over. Which is worth you know. more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you're thinking, do I take it or do I, do I want to mm. open that door for you? Or do I want to maybe wait and let you take the camels so that then I can see what's what's behind the new cards? But there's also things like you want to save up your cards because you know that if you trade in more cards, there's chance of higher points. Yes. But at the same time, you're thinking, is this person going to sell their cards of this type first? Like, are they going to sell their silk first? In which case, they're going to get all the high-value victory points yep. that are on the top yep. for selling their silk first, and I'm going to be left with the dregs. So it's a real balance of yeah. looking what cards Strike the other person trying to yeah. trying to think about what cards the other yep. person's got in their hand, so you, you can organize your gameplay around that. So yeah, like I said, this, the interaction is just is higher than you think at first glance. Exactly. It's really just trying to keep pace with the other player as they play and looking at their style comparing to your own. But I think as well, on top of all that, with the interaction, the rounds are really fast. Yes. You know, there's only two things you can do. Yeah. Um, you can either you know, acquire cards or sell cards, which is great. Again, that leads into the whole rookie rating, just very simple mechanic, and it means that interaction, I suppose, is quite high due to that as well. Yep. Balance. Now, I gave this a five. And I gave it a four. I think this game has a perfect balance of strategy to luck. And I've been thinking back to... Will Wheaton talking about how he chooses the games for tabletop and it's important to him to have games with the balance of strategy and luck. And with this game, you can really see why. If there's not enough luck, if it's all strategy, then someone who's an expert is going to know the best strategies and they're going to be able to win this game. Definitely. But if there's... So you need to have luck, but at the same time you don't want it to be all luck because if it's all luck, you, know, you might as well just roll and move sort of game. You want to mm, be mm. actually thinking there needs to be enough strategy to keep you interested. So having that balance is really important and I think this game has that. I think it's done it really well. There's the shuffle and deal of the cards, which always adds that luck element because what luck of what cards come out at what time. But then there's all that strategy of when am I going to sell my goods? Yeah. When am I going to trade in my camels? When am I going to pick up the camels from the middle? What am I going to pick up from the, the middle? the tokens as well. Some of them got high numbers, some of them got low numbers when you grab them. So there's some luck involved with that as yes. well. Yes, for the sets. I gave it uh, a four only because I know that there's certain strategies an expert could do once they've played a couple of rounds and, they, and, and, and they've adopted a certain feel I suppose of when to sell so I think an expert would be better than a rookie and probably win but because the game is so easily explained and there's so few options you can do with the buy or the the sell uh, it doesn't take long for a rookie to become an expert. See I I don't know if I completely agree with that because there is so much interaction so even an expert if they think they know what they're doing they still have to change their strategy to counter whatever strategy the other person is playing 
which is why I think it's a really balanced game. Replayability. I gave this a five. I gave it a three. Ooh. I like it sometimes when we uh, have such a huge discrepancy. discrepancy. Yeah, exactly. Now, for me, one game inevitably leads to two games, which leads to three games, because this is quite an easy game to play in a night, and it's quite quick. You generally want to, if you can summon the courage to open up this box and really get into the theme, you really enjoy it, and I think that it's again one of those games that's easy to set up that it's a great travel game to take with you and you do get your value when taking it traveling it does have that high replayability and there's quite a different number of strategies you can take in order to win so i like it i think it's quite high I think what you were saying about one game leading on to two, I'm not entirely sure with this game because it has that built-in sort of best of three mechanism. So you've got to, at the end of a round, you win a token if you won that round and there's three tokens and pretty much you end up with most of them, you win the game. So it's like it's built-in best of three. And I think because of that, it's almost like you're playing the game three times already. Hmm even though you've only technically played it once. So does that make sense? So, yeah, so it feels like you've played it three times, but you've only played it once. And usually when you're playing a game, even if you want to play a game several times, those three rounds are enough for me to feel like I've played it for the night. To be honest with you, I completely forgot that there was three rounds played within, (laughs) within. I just thought it was one game, you win and lose. Yeah. So that's why I think it's enough with that. I guess you're saying, yeah, Playing it three rounds, you know, one person wins, the other person wins, and not the same and person like wins the twice. Yeah, 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 round, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that feels like a full game. Game. Yep. And so they've put that into the game. I think if they didn't, yeah, you would definitely play it again. You wouldn't just play one round and go, "That's the end of the game. I won." Yep. So they've yep. just gone. They've they've played it and realised that you want to play it more than once, and they've so they've built in this almost like a best of three mechanism. What I thought with the replayability is a three. It's not a game that I'm drawn to play frequently. It's not one that pulls me in, but... That's what I was saying before about if you open the box and and deal it out and set it up, you You do want to play. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was also thinking, even though I'm not drawn to play it frequently, it's not a game that you're going to regret buying because you will play it again. I feel like it's got longevity... Mm. which not all games have. Some of them you play and play and play and play when you first get them and then they just sit on your shelf doing nothing for the next few years. I feel like this is not one of those games. I feel like it's a game that I don't want to play and play and play. You know, I don't want to play it today and tomorrow and the next day, but I do feel like it's a game that a few months later I want to play again and then a few months later I want to play again. It's a long burn. And I'll keep going and I'll keep going back to it. So that's why I sort of mark the replayability as a three because I'm not – drawn to instantly play it again but at the same time it's not when you're going to regret buying because you will go back to it it definitely Mm. feels like a game that i will keep going back to years from now and we've had it for a few years and we still keep coming back to it okay theme i gave this a three and i gave it a three as well but i kind of want to give it a two now um now that i've had a little bit more of a think about yeah yeah 
Look, it's not uh, again. It's hard to talk about the theme on this one without sounding harsh. Yeah, it's a marketplace theme. It's a trading theme. Yeah, we we don't have anything that's kind of marketplace. There are other games that I can think of, like um, Century Spice Road or Istanbul. Istanbul. Yeah, um, that are marketplace themes. But just in general, I think a market. Trading yeah. theme. I don't know. Is it? It sounds really harsh, but it's a little dry. It is. It is. And look, it makes sense to have this theme with it, but it's in its essence, it's really an abstract game. Yeah, it doesn't play through very so, strongly at no, all. It's, it's, it's a set collection, different cards. Yeah. So you don't play it for the theme. No. You don't not you know riveted by it, but it's it's a nice to have the theme on layered on top. And I think it's the same with the other games that I mentioned that are all that marketplace trading yeah. themes. None of those games I play because of the theme, but it doesn't mean I don't like the game. No, exactly. So, so I'm trying to like, I yeah. feel like I'm being really harsh to no, this particular theme. Look, we've, we've mentioned this before, but just because we give a low mark on one of our categories doesn't mean it's a bad game. Yeah. It just means in that element. You wouldn't uh, buy this game because you, you're and some people into don't, the theme. Exactly. Some people don't care whether there's a strong theme or not. Yeah. So this one doesn't have a strong theme relating to the game play mechanic the best part of it the best part of the theme is the camels yes i just i don't know i don't even i can't comprehend about how it fits into the theme but i like there's something about collecting camels that i like so (laughs) yeah i like that part of the theme well the camels carry the produce i suppose that makes some sense best and worst for me the best is look it's a quick, fairly quick setup. It's not amazingly quick. The tokens take a little while to set up, but you know it's it's, it's pretty quick, and it's a play on the go type game where you can travel and get a lot out of um, a single box. That's quite small. Uh, my best is just that it's quite an accessible game. I think it's as in anyone can pick it up and have a play. I don't think there's too much to it to put anyone off having a go with this game. Yep. And my worst would be the theme. Again, it may not matter to anyone really, but this is in its essence an abstract game, which you've just mentioned. So that's pretty much my worst, which isn't that bad really. Yeah, mine's not that bad either. Mine is that it's um, limited to two players. So it's not a game you can bring out on a games night because it's a limited to two players game. But, you know, that's not particularly bad. We've got to... No. A separate shelf on our board game collection just for two-player games. Yeah, um, we still like those games, but like I said, I really like playing games at games night. So it's a bit of a shame when you have a good game like this and you just can't bring it out on a games night because yeah, two players. That's a really bad worst, but that's <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. What it is. Final thoughts. Um, so the overall impressions is it's a nice two-player game. And it's purpose-built to be a two-player game as well. So that's my overall impression. Really well, to really good two-player game. Yep, and my overall impression, I use the same word, a good two-player game and one that you won't regret buying. I just feel it's very much a no-regrets game for me. Oh, definitely. So buy if... You want a good two-player game. Yes, that's what I mentioned. You want a, a two-player game... 
and you play with two players a lot, you and your partner or you and your, your mate want to have a two-player game and you're sitting around the table, this is the one to pull out. It's great. Buy if you want a good travel game? Yep, I've pretty much said the same. Buy if you don't care too much about a theme and you just want a fairly you know, abstract game. And I just got buy if you want to play Find the Panda. You've been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us, podcast at allmannerofthings.com. Or alternatively, you can visit our website at www.allmannerofthings.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.